0: Here on the Christine Uptrich Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Are you ready to step into your vibration of change? Welcome everybody to the Christine Uptrich Show here on KKNW, 1150 AM in the Seattle area and on Transformation Talk Radio around the world, or if you're listening after the fact. You might be listening on ChristineUpchurch.com or one of the dozens of podcasts that sends up. But wherever and whenever you're joining us from today, we're grateful to have you. And I think you're going to be grateful too, because we are going through some major transformation on our planet right now, particularly within the United States of America. And our guest today is going to help give us some perspective and some tools. But before we get into that, I want to say hello to the people behind the technology. There's Olivia at Transformation Talk Radio. Hey, Olivia. How you doing? Hello, hello. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm I'm doing well. A um, little tired today. had a Had a helicopter overhead at you know late at night last night, which makes no sense because I live sort of in the boonies of of uh, outside of Seattle. But um, anyway, you know, little little sleep deprived. But always grateful to be here uh, doing the show and having these great conversations. And Mr. Benny Mathers. Oh, I missed you, sweetie.
1: Hey there, Christine. I, I apologize for flying over such a uh, such an oddly time for you. Um, you know, I, that's the only time I can practice, you know. It's the only time I can okay. get the uh, the flight in, the flight hours in. So my apologies.
0: Well, you know, Benny, <laughs> next time if you just fly a little bit higher above the trees, Got the it. house won't shake quite as much.
1: You know? Mental note. Um, I'm writing it down yes, right yes. now. There we go. Okay. Steer clear another 1,000 <laughs> feet above. Got it. <laughs>
0: yeah, great, great. Okay, well. We're just gonna take a quick 60 second break, but when we return, we're gonna be talking to a psychic therapist. And I'll tell you more about that when we return on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, But when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show here on KKNW AM 1150 in Seattle and on Transformation Talk Radio around the world. You know, we're going through some major transformation in the world and in the United States Um, And I think that even those of us who have been on our psycho-spiritual journeys for decades are feeling a little off-kilter, trying to process some of what's going on. And, you know, when I I say psycho-spiritual, it means psychological and spiritual. And I know that there's some people who will take that psychological journey and not connect to the spiritual, and then there are those people who are on their spiritual journeys but really want us to sort of spiritually bypass the psychological. But I think the most important is the is the combination of the two. And our guest today is a psychic therapist. Um, he's an MSW, he's a spiritual teacher and a psychic therapist. He combines his academic credentials and his 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 time over the years helping clients with his psychic gift to help people heal mind, body, and spirit. He's got 36 years helping people take deep dives into their psyches, to release blockages, to eliminate those sabotaging beliefs and behaviors. And he's here today, Vincent Jenna. Hey, Vincent, welcome to the Christian Eptrich Show.
1: Oh, well, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me. I mean, I'm excited to have this opportunity, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. yeah, and you know Vincent, of course we schedule these things often months in advance and I think the timing is perfect. Um I have to tell you just being a citizen of the United States it's it's really disturbing to see what's getting illuminated. The um the police brutality, the bullying, the um the lack of balance. Of course there's also the disease of COVID-19 and there's a lot of fear coming up. And I think that you're the perfect person to talk to today about these things because you will often take that higher level perspective. Now, first, before we get into that, I want to ask you, Vincent, why did you choose to sort of combine those two things together, the, the psychological and the psychic slash spiritual? Oh, wow.
1: Well, that's a great question, Christine, because we are body, mind, and spirit. Right, So we need to take care of all three because they are interrelated. If we just look at the psychology of things, we don't get to understand how things happen beyond the physical, the metaphysical, shall we say. All we keep thinking then is the limitation of who we are. And it's so important because especially with what's going on now, if you take the mind and the psychology and you plug it into the wall then you'll get a better understanding as to what's going on because we are powers we are energy beings having a physical mm-hmm. experience there is no denying that so right. to separate the two pieces and try to attack them separately it, it, it that's the reason why we've gone this long without getting the healing we really need because right. both need to be combined together and that's what my work is about And why I went back to school, I was a psychic way and a medium way before I even decided to go back to school, but I wanted to know the mind inside and out psychologically, not just psychically, because I can go in there because that's what I see, but I want to be able to deal with it once I'm in there. And I have the training, that's why I did that, so we can go to the deep places and explain Mm -hmm. things like what's going on now.
0: Yeah. Well. First of all, I want to say that this, this idea of plugging somebody, something into a wall is a great analogy because scientists show that we're, what, 99% open, empty space. Um, they have ways of evaluating our biofield, which most people commonly refer to as the aura, and that we affect each other's biofields. We affect each other's auras. And the things we do, both in terms of, of the energetics, whether it's the, the mind the body the spirit um affects our energy and so uh, i think it's it's brilliant to combine the two
1: it it totally does because it's it really is all about energy it's why you can be you say you go to a party right and you're there and you're mingling and talking and all of a sudden somebody comes in and and you turn around and you look and you go ooh Ooh, I'm getting such a negative vibe from that person. Ooh, we we have all these terms for those feelings, but it really is all about our spirituality and the energy involved in that. And yes, we do affect each other. Uh, The interesting thing is the aura, which is what we call it, right? The aura, the aura is actually the soul. Our body resides in the soul, in the energy. The energy does not reside in our body. And, but, but our body and our minds get to control that energy. So it determines whether the energy is expansive and out there, like other people walk into a room and it doesn't make a difference what's going on, all the distractions. You stop, you turn, you look. Why? Because of the presence, because of that big energy. And the more of the spiritual path, the good way of walking in life, the stronger that energy becomes. Mm -hmm. The more negative you are, the weaker that you actually bring that energy in. That's why you can see an aura and a biofield either really wide, expansive from a person, or very close to a person, as well as different colors. So, yes. And and sometimes there are.
0: I'm, I'm sorry. Sometimes no. there, there are actual holes in it as well.
1: Oh, oh you know, so abs- absolutely. Just like so, in space.
0: Exactly, exactly. Okay, so before we get into some of the, the tools that you offer people, right. um, let's talk about the bigger picture of what's going on here because mm-hmm. we've got COVID-19, this pandemic that is affecting our entire world. Um, we're in a situation where... We have leadership that is bullying, that is denying and ignoring the, both the will and the needs of the people. Um, and there's, with the police brutality that's, that's been illuminated, it, it's, it's like, it's waking some of us up, even, even those of us who have been sort of on our like more conscious journeys are having to look more deeply within to see is there some way in which I'm still unconscious? So can you share with, from your perspective, what's the bigger picture?
1: Um, what's going on here? And I, and I, I like what you say. Um, unfortunately, it's shaking us up more than waking us up because it is mm-hmm. such a powerful energy right now. Yeah. Well, this has been going on for a very long time. Matter of fact, when I did my predictions early this year, at the beginning of the year, I knew what this what was going to be transpiring not the details but the 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 actual negativity I actually knew right. that there was going to be a plague I didn't know exactly what it was going to be and the reason why so energy gets charged by the way we think and the way we feel so energy on its own is neither negative nor positive until we put a charge to it and we charge it by our attitudes our beliefs our behaviors our thoughts well they have been over the past several years and in the united states alone let's talk contemporary times so for a while now for the past few years we have been really negative here we've become so polarized right and so and, and for both sides, there's been negative. I do have to admit that. Yes, definitely Absolutely. more on one than another, where it's been attacking and it's been abusive. Okay, so that's been charging this energy negatively. Mm-hmm. And it's as if that negative energy, just like acid rain. Remember acid rain and pollution? We were all worried about it. It would be... Thick, and it can go anywhere on the other side of the world and fall down and start damaging crops and things like that, all right. Well, now think of the energy being like that surrounding the globe. Mm -hmm. And between the wars that we've been fighting and that's been going on in other parts of the world, right? It doesn't have to happen just here, though we are the examples and are supposed to be the examples of the way it's supposed to be. But all of this has been adding up, okay. Now you come to the year 2020. 2020 is whenever you get into a a new decade, you're coming into a new power, a new force. And just the numbers alone, 2020, what do we use that for? 2020 vision for clarity, 2020 hindsight. If I had the clarity of vision. So it's about clarity. It's about new vision. And it's a power that is meant to catapult us forward. Forward. Not backwards. Forward. I was telling everybody that this, for people who are pursuing their dreams and are on the right path, this is going to have a positive outcome for them Uh however and i knew this was going to happen anything that's negative is going to grind against the forward motion power energy it's as if the universe is in a mach 7 car or jet with its full speed down on a pedal to the metal right all the way down. And the negative is like putting on the brakes at the same time. It's Mm -hmm. gonna be grinding. There's gonna be friction. So if you are walking a path of negativity, if there's negative in the air, it's going to become explosive. And that's exactly what happened. This pandemic, I specifically said, it's going to be like, if you have a cold, it's going to turn into a pneumonia. If you have a problem at work, it's going to turn into the job shutting down. If And I was saying that because uh-huh. I knew all of this negativity that's going on out there. Christine, I'm in from a, from a community that loves to believe that everything is for a purpose. Sure, that I, I'm in that same turn out that Yes, but you know what? Sometimes things happen because of the stupid choices we make, not because of the brilliant <laughs> ones we make. Okay. Right, right. And we have to be able to acknowledge that to get beyond that. So there have been some real negative choices going on. It's not surprising that a virus comes out, a pandemic affecting everybody. Here's the interesting thing. We've been complaining about immigrants. We've been complaining about blacks, women, um, Muslims. I don't care, Jews, gays you know, lesbians, all of them, we're complaining about it. And guess who the virus affects? Everyone, everybody, the exact same way. Because we all are the same when it comes down to it. And we're not learning. And so then, then, now you have this negativity of the virus going on Mm -hmm. and a shutdown going on. That's raising, instead of us becoming more calm, and feeling mm-hmm. like we're all right, we're gaining control. This is what we need to do. No, the opposite happened. Now you have riots trying to open up the states too early and protest. Okay. So yeah. now the negativity comes straight up again. Mm-hmm. And the power of the energy of the year brushes up against it. And now you have a poor black guy getting killed. And that mm-hmm. protest coming from the everything exploded because of all of this uncontrolled, unresolved negativity. And it's not, I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: And and I think that, um, first of all, from a psychological perspective, it's really important that we see the shadow, whether it's our own personal shadow or the shadow of our country, the shadow of our culture. Um, And from an energetic perspective, I think that the only way to really move forward positively is to somehow be in the now vibration, which uh, which also means we have to see, we have to feel, we have to observe. It's not that we have to accept it, mind you, but if we're pushing against it, then it doesn't allow us to move forward. So it's, these are challenging times for conscious individuals because um, first of all, we have to somehow not, you know, fall too deeply into fear. You know, there's there's this reasonable fear. It's like, I, I don't run through a red light because I know that that's the that's the safe thing to do is to stop right. at the red light. Those are the rules, they're there for good reasons so people don't die. Right. Um and so I take precautions, but it doesn't mean I drive around afraid, you know, every time I'm coming upon there's a there's a red light, you know.
1: Right, or um, cross in the middle of the street while traffic is coming by, right? We take Exactly. Precautions. Yes.
0: Exactly. So, but somehow the you know, we we have to balance this understanding that there's something there although there are people who think it's conspiracy and i think that when you have 110,000 deaths um even if you think that's an overestimation it's not a conspiracy theory and and in fact um in early february some of the initial cases were here in my area my local hospital place that i'd taken my kids to the er you know many times um it was where the first deaths were that's right and so you know and and i could feel it coming too there was something really off and um so it's it's the kind of thing where there are even people who are in the, who are in the consciousness field saying oh it's just a bunch of fear don't buy into it yeah. and yet you know somehow we have to find this happy medium between the physical reality that we have to acknowledge and deal with and the energetics behind it
1: okay i i totally get that and what people have to understand it's actually I don't want to say simple because nothing right now is really simple but if you if you look at it and understand it this way all those things that we've been accumulating and what you see right now and the fear you see right now isn't about right now it isn't about wow. coronavirus it isn't about what just has happened in our country it's about what has happened in our lives from a long time ago, that we have not resolved. If you can think of the human mind like a, a, an empty jug container. Well, some people's minds are very empty. Yes, I can understand that. But the, the part that holds all the negative feelings, right? We got this just jug. It starts getting accumulated from very early on in life from the first negative message we receive, it gets poured into that jug. Mm -hmm. Now, as we grow up, there are different ways of handling those emotions. Like you said, facing them, living with them, doing constructive things, um, productive things, going to school, all of that stuff tends to work on those things and tends to empty out some of those negative emotions.
0: Makes sense. For the most
1: part, most people don't deal with them. Our defense mechanisms, as we get older, become more developed. And we suppress and repress what's in this container because we don't want to deal with those Mm -hmm. and every every situation that's negative every trauma every crisis every health issue that you've been through loss of family member that thing keeps getting filled up now you come with this big crisis and you get a whole bunch of negative being shoved in that container at one time. Well, your defense mechanism that's keeping it down, the cork and the stopper at the top, winds up Uh cracking, breaking, and spewing out. What happens when you take a jug and you hold it under the faucet for a long period of time? Doesn't it take the bottom stuff and bring it to the surface?
0: It does, yes. That's
1: exactly what everyone is facing. All that negativity, all that hatred, all that anger, all that resentment are pains and hurts that have been so suppressed in that container. This has brought it all to the surface. And the problem is, Christine, we tend to keep pushing it down rather than dealing with it. So when you say to take take care of it now and be in the now and face it, Uh that's exactly what I'm talking about is one of the major cures is face what you're feeling right now, all of it. Don't pack it away anymore. It'll resurface some other time. Now is the perfect time to face all that garbage, all that residual. It may seem overwhelming, but what you see happening on the outer world is that Mm -hmm. overwhelming feeling that's happening on the inside. We manifest externally what's going on internally. So Mm -hmm. all of that torment, if you look at it on the outside, you see other people doing it to each other, but you're actually doing it to yourselves Mm -hmm. all the time on a daily basis whether it be criticizing yourself, whether it be not following your dreams, whether it be talking yourself out of, of relationships because you don't think that they're going to work out or whatever, anything that's breaking apart because of all of that stuff from the past, those hidden feelings, you're feeling that on the inside because we stop ourselves. I do a program calling Stop Stopping Yourself and Become Unstoppable. And,
0: I, I, I love that title, yes. Right. Yes,
1: yeah, so do I when I came up with it. Yeah, it just hit me. It's like because we mostly don't believe what we think we believe. What we believe is in that container that we've got suppressed and hidden. What we think we believe are the adult beliefs, the defense mechanisms, the the angers towards other people. People are hurting each other, but they don't really believe that they're the bad one. They develop that belief to protect them from feeling they're the bad one, I'm the bad one. It's easy to be angry, we project. Go ahead, sorry.
0: No, no, I I think that um, if we can have compassion for the hatred that we see, the bullying that we see, like I, I look at some of these things and of course, I'm aghast and I feel horrible for the victim. Right. And yet I think, what's that pain that's creating that bad behavior? It must
1: be huge. Yes, that's what I say to everybody. When it's interesting, I have a lot of my students will ask me, how do I know I'm I'm growing spiritually and I'm evolving? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, actually, it's it, it's a simple process. If you're watching the news, and you hear something like what's going on, that somebody has just hurt somebody or gone into a school and shot a whole bunch of kids, mm-hmm. where does your first feeling of compassion go? Now, usually most people say, well, to the victims, of course, and to their family, right. Right. and said, I know, yes, they are hurting. But do you understand that in order to pick up a gun and go and kill a brother and sister, Do you know how tormented that person must be to get to that point? And what I'm saying is not about condoning it. It's about having compassion to be able to that now cure it and heal it the right way and not with return brutality and not with abuse, but it's with compassion and reform and education. We have to understand that 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 person, the perpetrator, is hurting far greater than actually the victim is at that time. I mean, yeah, spiritually right. speaking, if we just look at right, the world right. physically, you can never convince anybody of that, right? They don't care. Right. But to come yeah. to a place of complacency and apathy, it's actually a place of shame. If anybody studied mm-hmm. criminology, which I did in getting my degree in psychology, uh-huh. The major thing that they teach about a person becoming a criminal is they have to reach a level of shame first. And it happens slowly. Yes. So a person is at home with his family and, (laughs) and the mother is sick and they don't have money for medication. So the son, he's distraught. He doesn't know what to do. So he goes down to the corner grocery store and he robs it. And he takes the money, and and then he uses that to go buy drugs. And he's feeling guilty. And he's feeling great guilt. And now time goes on, and now this time his sister gets sick. And meanwhile, he has the guilt from the first time he does it, and he goes, if I did it once, what difference does it make if I do it again? And he goes and he robs again. Well, now it starts turning into shame to the point where he says, what difference does it make? I don't care. I'm a big piece of crap anyway. So what difference? I don't care about anything. When you come to the point of not caring about yourself, it's only then you come to the point of not caring about anyone else. So crime and criminals begin with self-denigration. And it happens that way with anybody. And if you do work with a criminal, and I have, And you get them to that point of admitting the way they feel, Mm -hmm. they feel like the worthless, that they are just garbage. And they just want to survive like everybody else. And so the defense mechanisms kick in and apathy comes in. And so they don't, they no longer care. So you've got to get them to care. And the only way to do that is to care about them. Right compassion what a
0: powerful message what a powerful message we have to go to a quick break but stay tuned for more with vince and jenna yes i'm christine upchurch and this is a stellar reflections minute for centuries spiritual traditions have talked about how humans have an energy field or aura surrounding them Although skeptical scientists refuted this for decades, science is now beginning to catch up with spirituality. Scientists can actually measure light emanating from living beings, so they can measure the human aura, which in scientific terms is known as the biofield. Many medical practitioners around the world use an instrument to evaluate a patient's biofield for the purpose of diagnosing illness. They understand that imbalanced or insufficient light in a person's energy field indicates a physical or emotional problem. The good news? There are ways to balance and increase your light, resulting in greater well-being. For more information, please check out StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Are you meeting your sales goals? Or maybe your business plan could use a dose of the divine. Tune in to Divinely Driven Results with faith-based business coach Elise Smith on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Coach Elise Smith helps listeners get unstuck from their business plateau and become empowered through divine guidance. Build up belief in yourself and your dreams and learn business strategies that work for you for real, lasting results. Learn more by visiting www.DivinelyDrivenResults.com. Welcome back to the Christine Uptrick Show here on KKNW AM 1150 in Seattle and Transformation Talk Radio around the world. I'm having a great conversation today with psychic therapist Vincent Jenna. Um, Vincent, this is a fascinating conversation and one of the things that I was thinking about when you were talking about the the shame and the pain of of those who who turn into criminals Um, I think that we all have that to a certain degree, but it makes me think about tribalism. You know, I I think a lot about tribalism because I think that we humans are tribal in nature. It's in our DNA, right? It was a survival thing. If you weren't accepted by your tribe and you were banished, then you'd probably die. Um, And we've got some really good tribes, people who are like-minded, like-hearted, but there's a lot of dysfunction with the tribalism. I think I I saw a... um, A little bit of a clip of a police officer who was being interviewed and he was black and and somebody was asking him what would you have done in the situation with George Floyd would you have interfered Um, and he said it's it's a really tough call essentially was saying that police officers are so tribal in nature it's like this this brotherhood bond that sort of interfering with their brother is not considered to be um, acceptable so, can you speak a little about the the dysfunction of tribalism and how we can oh, yeah. evolve as tribal beings?
1: Okay. Well, first of all, the reason why there is dysfunction with tribalism is because it's not natural for us; it's unnatural, just really, the really. same as individual families are unnatural.
0: Oh, we'll say more about that. breaking
1: apart. All right we are here on the planet we were supposed to be one big family Uh that was the family not individual tribes we were one big group but then what wound up happening is we got so involved in the planet itself we forgot who we were as physical beings now i'm going to say something to you that you may not have ever heard before, and maybe your listeners haven't heard this either, but it is a truth that at some point we will all come to. We weren't even supposed to incarnate on this planet. We were coming here for a place to go. Here's my point, here's an analogy. Have you ever been to Disney World or Disneyland? Yes. You love it? I liked it. You like it, right? A lot of people love it. How come we don't move there? We only want to visit. Because it's only supposed to be a place to visit, and then we're supposed to go home. That's what this planet was supposed to be, a place to visit to experience ourselves. But what happened is little kids being let loose in Toys R Us without any adult supervision, we were getting caught up in this wonderment and what we could do in our power. We had full control of our nature as divine beings and powerful beings right from the beginning. That was the whole story of Lemuria and Atlantis, whatever their names were, whenever it existed, it doesn't matter, but the story is there for a reason. It was an abuse of our power, just like little kids. You ever read the book, Lord of the Flies? No, I haven't. Okay, it's a story about a European school of kids, they were probably, I think it was like a middle school, um, junior high, and they went on a boating trip and they wound up getting abandoned and and, and in a storm and on a desert island, and it was Uh just all these boys. It was just a school of boys, right? Uh And at first, they were all working together to build huts, to protect themselves from the elements. But then, because they lost their home, and they had no attachment to anything greater than them, they started forming tribes. They started now a group of popular boys over here who may have been a little bit stronger than this group of boys over here. So they would come and they would get their food and take it away from them. Then they started battling with each other, and that was the story. You leave a group of humans on the planet for any length of time without a connection to a higher source, They're going to become a tribe. So the big family broke down because we separated from source and we forgot that source is what nourishes us. That was the parent, this is the family, right? So now they started breaking down and it was just one guy who turned around and said, oh, frig you guys, I'm going to make my own little society. And he Mm -hmm. took a woman and went off and started procreating. And that's when tribalism started. When they started to separate and group, everybody wants to be part of a family. So another word for tribe that you always hear them say is my family. The family of police officers, the family of blacks, the family of the strong blacks, the family of the, the marching blacks, the family of immigrants, the family, it's all these individual groups. And the reason why we're not getting along is because we're missing the point. We are social beings, which is why we need family. We were created <laughs> together, so we're drawn to being together. And even when that family isn't working, and it only works conveniently, by the way, by the way, because that same group of police officers that may be tribing together threaten any one of them and watch them break off from that tribe. And Uh form their own, another tribe, right? Right, right? Right. Because it's survival more than anything else. And that's what's happening with individual, regular, biological families. All the pressure of having one big family, maybe a thousand people that we were to start with. Who knew? I don't know. And then millions that we were all caring about each other. And we're putting all that pressure on this small little group. This small little group of people who still are hurting, and and they call themselves parents, but they have had issues from their past, and now they're going to raise children, and they pass down those issues to them. And so now the dysfunction of the family, which causes most of the hurt with each other, we're trying to make these families, but we're trying to make something that's unnatural. Natural. We have to heal individually and heal the whole. And then everything will fall into place the way it's supposed to fall into place. But we put so much emphasis on the tribe because we need to feel we belong somewhere. But we belong to this, and we belong to a higher power and source. That's who we are. And once we establish that, reestablish that connection, and I'm not talking religion here. I'm talking an internal establishing we don't even if we want to go down to this to the smallest common denominator forget the family forget everybody else like i said earlier we don't even harmonize with ourselves
0: yeah
1: okay when was the last time you stood in front of the mirror and you said hey you know what maybe my butt does look big in those jeans but i like it You know, no, or when you yeah. get older and, oh, my gosh, is this another friggin' line? When did that happen? Right, right. Holy cow. And that's just minor stuff, minor okay. stuff. Yeah. So now just expand that out into society, and you can see how it's broken down. So the fix then yeah, always, a- starts with the individual, mm-hmm. healing so- yourself.
0: So here we are having our our containers overfilled and the sediment from the bottom rising to the top, right? What are some tools to deal with self?
1: Drugs. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> You see how casual I said that? (laughs) and You're in a great state, by the way, uh, for that. Uh,
0: Yes, indeed.
1: (laughs) No, I I make a big joke of it, but really, I understand the 60s now more than ever with all the drug use, man, because really, the butt cheeks on so many people are so tight in the world today, I I think everybody just needs to sit down and do (laughs) ayahuasca or a good joint. You know what I mean? Just... Please, relax already. <laughs> I'm not condoning it, so don't, don't misunderstand me out there in, in woo-land anywhere. um, You face it. Here's, here's the thing of it all, Christine, in all seriousness. The truth is there is nothing that we have done so terrible that we cannot face and reverse. Even... The deepest hatred in our hearts can be reversed. I don't know if you're a Star Wars fan, but George Lucas happens to be a very spiritual and metaphysical um, writer. And, matter of fact, I found that out indirectly through a friend of his, and I knew that of him. And Star Wars, he wrote that saga as an entire explanation of who we are and our relationship with that force it actually uh-huh. is a contemporary version of Cain and Abel from the old testament uh-huh makes sense the good and the bad we are both luke skywalker and we are darth vader and yes. if you saw how anakin skywalker who started first became darth vader he started out as a great person but he lost belief in himself mm-hmm. right and then he was he was he was wound up being influenced into believing in himself even less and that he had to take certain action in order to be respected and cared for. And you can see that happening in the world, right? Right, He wanted everybody to recognize his power that he had. And then he wound up ending up like Darth Vader. But just like Darth Vader in the end, what did he do? He turned. And that is a message for all of us to understand. All you have to do is face your darkest shadows. Right. It's, and, and I'm telling you, you think, we exaggerate. We're emotional beings and we tend to catastrophize and exaggerate. That's how we wind up falling into depression and anxiety and panic and all of that stuff. And mental illness. Um, so the darkness that you think is so dark inside of you is mm-hmm. not as dark as you think. Right. Not when you go there and you work through it. The majority of people in the world, and I'm talking the massive majority, are all really good. We all are to start with, but the majority are still good now. They really are. And there's even godness in the most evil of beings. Even Mm -hmm. in our leaders. Let me tell you something about narcissism. Narcissism has nothing to do with a person who thinks he's grand. Yep. It has to do with a person who has the lowest image of himself or herself that in order to compensate, he has to go in the opposite direction to create this grand view of him or herself just right. to get along and function. Yeah. And yes. in fact, they. I need you to listen from this day on, everybody, at a narcissist, and we've got perfect people to listen to. The majority of the time, they're not just talking about themselves in a grand way. They're putting everybody else down. Mm-hmm. You see, if you have a light in the room and you want to make that light brighter, you can do it one of two ways. You can unscrew the bulb and put in a higher wattage bulb, right? Mm-hmm. But there's another way to make that light bright. Turn out all the other lights.
0: Yeah.
1: A narcissist primary goal is to turn out everybody else's lights, right. which is why you hear the criticisms, which is why you hear trying to, to make people rallying people with him, but using their fears in order to control them or to influence them or get them to like. If, if I go along with you, you'll like me because I'm that great. right? So even if it's the worst of you, I don't care. If it's the biggest mouth of you, I don't care just as long as you think that I'm better than. And so there's such pain within those people. Right. And I think that with narcissists, there's also like, if if they can't get you to
0: like them, then they want you to hate them because it's that engagement that keeps them feeling big. And if And if you don't have either of those things, it's a more neutral kind of standoff without that that inter, interjection of, of the energy, the interaction of the energy. Then oh, yeah. it, it's like death to them.
1: Narcissists, when I was a psychotherapist, uh-huh. there were very few therapists who ever wanted to work with narcissists. Because narcissism is considered a personality disorder, right. they consider it incurable, that's why it's considered a personality disorder, it becomes right. part of your personality, that's it, you're done. And they don't like working with them, because there is no way in their books right now of getting them to a place of understanding mm-hmm. that it's their feeling that they have to change, not everybody else's. I have very close people in my life that are narcissists, and you can see it happening in them all the time, but the point is you can face, everybody else can face what's inside of them, and you have to be willing to. So there's two things you have to do first. One, you have to be willing to let go of your defense mechanisms. Mm -hmm. You have to acknowledge that if there's things going wrong in your life, chances are you're the one manifesting that because of your beliefs. For example, because like attracts like in this universe, if you don't believe you're lovable, you're going to attract somebody who doesn't believe he or she are lovable is lovable. And now you put those two people together striving for love from each other, and you're both going to starve to death because you don't have love to, to begin with for yourself. And we're also going to project onto each other. And then you project onto each other. That's right, Right. that you're unlovable because that's the defense mechanism. And you blame the other person, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to acknowledge that there's deeper beliefs inside of you than you are seeing. Mm -hmm. And that they're influencing your life more than the ones you think that are influencing your life. Mm -hmm. We can have these great conscious beliefs because there is so much information in the world. We basically know morality and how we're supposed to be acting. But the truth then is, do you really believe that? And the way you can figure that out is the outcome of your life. Are you following? Are you walking your talk? Um, are you, uh, do you? Do you believe you're good enough and you're getting promotions at work? Yeah. If you're not, there's a good chance that you're holding yourself back because you don't believe you're good enough. Those are the feelings you've got to get to. I call them the I'm nots. And they're created for you very early on in your youth from the negative messages we get from the environment. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not deserving enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not lovable enough. Whatever it is, that's your first set of maladaptive beliefs. And as your mind becomes developed... It will then create a new set of beliefs to shield and protect you from the original ones. Why? Because the two highest functions of the human brain is one, to keep you alive, two, to protect you.
0: Yeah. That's
1: how it keeps you alive, by protecting you. Now, we can see right now how it protects you physically, all of us, right, the coronavirus. Sure, sure. What is one of the first symptoms of the coronavirus is a spike fever. Uh-huh. It's not the virus causing the fever. It's your brain intentionally raising the temperature in your body to make it an unlivable environment for the virus. Sure. right. It's not paying attention to the fact that the fever winds up being uncomfortable and can even cause death. Sure. Its priority is get rid of the virus. Okay. Well, it does that physically. What does it do emotionally to protect you from those I'm because they hurt after a while. It will then create all those defenses. And Freud came out with a whole bunch of them, intellectualization, rationalization, denial, suppression, repression. We've been talking about them, right? It's easier and and less painful to believe that that person's at fault, not me. It's not that I'm not good enough. It's my boss is an idiot.
0: Yeah.
1: It has nothing to do with that, I don't believe I'm lovable. It has to do with my partner just doesn't know how to meet anybody's emotional needs. He's Uh cold. She's heartless. Whatever the excuse we can come up with. And then when we project it onto that person, they're going to take on that role, too. So you have to acknowledge the defenses first and not be afraid to let go of them. And then the second and most important part is allow what you're really feeling to surface Uh there's so many different exercises on doing that christine but if people just acknowledge it all they have to do is say okay bring it on bring it on i'm ready i am ready to change i am ready to be the greatest part of me i want to see everything that's blocking me and stopping me i'm i'm ready for it i'm putting my gloves on let's get to work here you're seeing it now you're seeing it in your fears you're seeing it in your panic I understand we can be afraid, but how fearful are you? Are, are are you sitting there thinking that the world is going to collapse on you right now, right here? Mm-hmm. We have got a controlled chaos going yeah. on. We do, yeah. Right? And what I mean by that is... No matter what anarchy we, anarchy we see in our outer world, out here, in our inner world, we know how to keep ourselves safe. We know we can maintain a certain amount of control and over the whole planet. We have not run amok yet. Okay. Would we go in I mean, that direction? Yes. Yeah. Okay.
0: And I, and I want to talk to you more about that in just a minute. We've only got a couple minutes left. Before we go any further, I want to make sure people know how they can connect with you and just really oh. briefly what you've got going on
1: well i also have a radio show on unity online radio oh, and right. that's on every wednesday noon eastern time and people can come there and actually call in ask me questions or go to my website is the best thing at vincentjenet.com at g e n n a i also started a new youtube channel um, Vincent Jenna MSW, but it's called The Adventures of a Psychic Therapist. I have stories Hello. on there, plenty of information. There is so much information out there. Whether you come through me and I refer you to other places, because I do that a lot, There, there, it just keep going to seek the information to do the transforming that you deserve to do for yourself. Great. Great. So, yes, that's okay. the best way of getting to me. Social media, everything. So
0: Vincent Jenna, G-E-N-N-A dot com. Um, Okay. So in a minute or less, what do you see as possible, probable results from the chaos that we're in right now?
1: So go to my website and you can get all the information that you want. You're asking a loaded question of me. So, um so do, do you do you right.
0: do you have do you have a significant amount of hope that this will ultimately um turn out well for mm-hmm. us as a as a planet?
1: Okay. I have all the hope in the world that we can make the right choice. Let me say that again. I have all the hope in the world that we can make the right choice. I'm not going to say that we are or that we aren't. Mm -hmm. Right now, though, the evidence has not been good. We had buildings fall on top of us, not too long ago in our history, and everybody's here, and chances are everybody who's listening right now. And we had the chance of coming together and we did in the beginning, yes. right? But do you know that since then there has been more mass shootings, more war, more yeah. killing. So when I look at that, okay. it's not that I lose hope ever, but I'm looking at the evidence of how we've choices we've made.
0: So we need to be making the best choices possible.
1: That's right. Is what right you're saying now, proactive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And, proactive. We have the rest of this year to use that energy, and we can use it positively. I am not a fatalist here at all. And first okay. of all, if we get to the other side, life continues anyway. There is no death. I'm right. more concerned about the suffering in the interim. We, we've run out of time, Vincent. Thank you ah. so
0: much for joining us here today. It's been great.
1: I had fun. Thank you for having me.
0: And thank you for joining us here today. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd like to empower yourself to step further into your vibration of change, please visit my website at christineupchurch.com where you can learn more about my insights, upcoming events, and private sessions.